This episode of It's That Episode is sponsored by Audible.com. If you like audio uh, books, if you like audio content, if you have any type of uh, MP3 device, like an iPhone, for instance, or an Android, for instance, or a MP3 player, for instance, you can get a free audio download and a 30-day free trial on me if you go to audiblepodcast.com slash Craig Rowan, C-R-A-I-G-R-O-W-I-N. I looked up sharks because we're watching the Shark Tank this week. There are a lot of shark books, including one from one of the stars of the show uh, who I don't think was in this episode, Barbara Corcoran, called Shark Tales, How I Turned $1,000 into a Billion-Dollar Business. We got The Great Shark Hunt uh, by Hunter S. Thompson, Strange Tales from a Strange time is that what that one is and uh uh, what's this one the shark and the goldfish positive ways to thrive during waves of change um what um all right so uh you can get all that on me or one of those in a 30-day free trial if you go to audiblepodcast.com backslash craig Rowan. all right um let's get to the show it's that episode not that episode not that episode it's that episode it's that episode with Craig Rowan. Welcome to It's That Episode, the podcast where I, Craig Rowan, invite a guest over to my apartment. We watch any TV show that they choose. We watch it. We talk about it. We talk about a bunch of other crap. I'm not at my apartment. I'm at my buddy Ben Rogers' apartment. He's invited me over. We've already recorded this intro. I messed up and we started over. Mm-hmm. So what if are- that sounded a little fast and robotic, Craig did just do it. And weirdly sounded more genuine this time. Yeah, like because sometime. the first time I have to like, I have to make that energy happen at the beginning. But now I'm past that. I'm just in, in conversation mode. Well, I thank you for having me in, in your apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, we already talked. You, if, if only people could realize that they missed a little bit of talk about John and Yoko. Uh, because, this, because of the aesthetic of this apartment, it's just very clean and nice and, and simple. And I like that aesthetic. Yeah. Um, it's it's a little John Yoko. It's um I tried to take a little bit of uh every Beatle and every Beatles significant other. Right. So you have into account. Linda McCartney is I can sense a little bit the vegetarian the ve- the the vegetation here is very Linda. Yeah, yeah. I got some plant life. Um uh Ringo Starr's wife <laughs> kind of makes her presence known. I mean, I've got that globe there. Um, she was a worldly woman. She was a traveler. Um, and uh, there's some movie you know, stuff uh, around. And they were in Caveman together. Right. That's um, right. So that's kind of representing that. And uh, I think the George Harrison's wife is in the uh, the stabbing that's happened within your own home because uh, yeah, she had to fight back a, uh, a fan that was uh, trying to kill mm-hmm. uh, George Harrison. So I hire someone to break into the apartment uh, once a month and I fend myself off and that's that's kind of in tribute to and that i think that's good because the beatles are some one of the most noted myself off that doesn't <laughs> in, in a fight club twist it's me breaking into the apartment you pay yourself <laughs> you pay yourself to break into your own apartment that's so george his wife so, his right. wife yeah it's so george's wife <laughs> um well i think that banter was better than the original banter and the original one so we've yeah. overcome that and now we're fresh. Now, now, we're, we're, now we're in new territory. Well, not completely, because we talked about uh, the show I wanted to watch. Yeah, so Shark Tank. So yeah, the show you chose was Shark Tank. We 
Um, I've only seen I've seen a, a bunch of episodes, but I've only seen I think from the first season. So you were saying um, that like, what's the how do you describe this show to somebody who's never seen uh, Shark Tank? Okay, so you have a group of wealthy uh, uh, business people of um, different ways they've made their fortune and you get an entrepreneur who comes into the room looking for an investment in their idea so you pitch your idea to all these millionaire and billionaires the sharks they're the sharks in the room Mm -hmm. and then the sharks basically tell you if this uh product is worth investing and they in fact put their own money into investing right that's what that's right yeah you try to cut a deal with them and that's really interesting. And one, like, if you haven't seen the show, like Mark Cuban is one of the uh, sharks. Yeah, he's the real star of the show. Exactly. But they all have personalities. And in fact, uh, like, there's one Canadian guy who wears like flashy clothes. Uh, yeah, there's a couple Canadian guys. I think you're talking about Robert. Um, right. He's sort of the good guy of the group. He's a little too positive. He's the most um, encouraging of all the sharks. Right. Uh, then there's uh, Mr. Wonderful, Kevin O'Leary. Right. He's really the guy who, who who glues the whole show together. Yeah, he's like, well, why are you showing me? He's that type of guy, he, right? He puts he's on, like, why are you showing me? He puts me? on the, the, the guise of being the villain of the show. He right. kind of tells it like it is. Right. But he's the, he keeps it all together. He keeps it moving. When you really watch the show, he sits front and center for a reason. Because he, he, he's the guy kind of moving it along and kind of uh, recapping what's going on. Right. And then uh, Cuban, he has the most money of all the sharks, so he can do the most damage. He can kind of buy anybody out if he wants to. Right, because they're also sort of vying against each other because right. they'll be— well, if, if a good person... deal comes in, then you, you, you want to outduel the other sharks. And sometimes they'll make alliances like we're going into this together. Mm-hmm. They decide, all right, let's both put in however much money. And then there's other sharks that rotate in. There's a female shark? Um, there's two female sh- sharks. Ooh, uh, I've only seen there's one. There's Lori and Barbara. Uh, and then there's Damon, uh, who isn't on the show as much, which is interesting. I wonder why he's not. I've heard that he isn't as financially successful as the other sharks. You've read that on the Shark Tank message, message boards? Yeah. You know, some of my friends like uh, like the show, and they, they keep me abreast. Some some of my friends are more hardcore fans. Hard, hardcore sharks? Yeah, hardcore shark lovers. I've actually seen... So I, uh, I've seen them in all in person. I Really? I, uh, like a month or so ago, went to the Creative Arts Emmys, and uh, they were presenters there. And it was the most awkward thing ever because they thought they like would, you know, like this is a room of all, first of all, the thing was like three hours long and they were like one of the last people. So the audience was not psyched, didn't know who they were for the most part. And they were making jokes like they'd like, what's the guy's name? Who's Mr. Wonderful? Kevin O'Leary. Kevin O'Leary. He gave like a big spiel. Then they announced a bunch of winners. Everybody's like just so bored. And then at the end, after a total thing where somebody comes up, gives a speech, getting a word, she, uh, the f- woman, she goes, and that's why they call him Mr. Wonderful. And like two minutes has passed since he said anything. <laughs> and it's just oh like, just I mean, so That's weird. one of the fascinating parts about this show to me is why these people do this show. It, it, it's so strange because they are super wealthy. Yeah. There's really no reason to be doing this other than to scratch some weird itch of recognition and fame that I guess like people often go into politics for. Um, But these people started this oddball 
spin-off TV show. I mean, I think it started as Dragon's Den in the UK, and then they did a Dragon's Den version in Canada. And and two of the, the, the Canadian guys were also on the Canadian version. And I've watched some of those on YouTube, and they're very weird because um, they kind of ha- open up their personality a little bit more on that one. Right. They're, they're a little bit more, like, they'll comment more. If it's, like, a woman who's presenting an idea, they'll, like, they'll, they'll be more... Um, I don't know, like they'll, they'll comment more on how she looks and stuff. I feel like they're a little what? less conservative on, on, on Dragon's Den. It's very bizarre. That's really weird. Um, so it's like, why are you even doing this show? Why are you, Mark Cuban, a billionaire doing this show other than to just get on TV? It's for their egos, yeah. obviously. I mean, like, like they, because the whole thing, too, is they're, I mean, obviously they're rich, and or maybe not in some cases, mm-hmm. but they're successful, and they're just sort of showing people like this, yeah. I'm successful. Look at the money I've built, made, and why not show my wealth? And it's fun to uh, hear everyone's excuses, why they want to get out of ideas. There's a lot of uh, phrases that come up over and over again. Of uh, and, and I guess being someone who has zero interest in the business world will never be a businessman. Um, yeah. uh, I, I, it's funny to hear these buzzwords of like it's a competitive space and i don't want to get involved i'm already in that space right um, yeah. referring to the space like, a lot. like the women's clothing space yes yeah, yeah. I, I i'm taking a killing in this space um so it's not weird. a that's not a business it's a hobby there's a lot of things said over and over again <laughs> that that you hear repeatedly that kind of become fun buzzwords and i mean the real draw of the show to me is the people pitching the ideas. Uh, it's so varied and so, uh, it's, it's so strange to hear these regular people. And I guess this is why I like it maybe more than, uh, cause I don't really like reality TV, but somehow these people trying to write up and present this thing that they've preconceived seems way more genuine to me than people, um, saying something like saying some confessional or something because it's so sad you hear these stiff like hello sharks my name is steve and i want to and you you it, it's so weird Ugh. it just it kind of it, it it's 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 brutal to watch these people do public speaking and whoever i mean like many reality shows whoever edits it and does the music is very talented and they find very good uh little sound bites and little like little pieces to put together they play up the things that already exist really well yeah yeah i remember watching it like some people would have there'd be different levels of pitches so like uh, one so some pitches would be like fully formed this is a company that exists it's fairly successful and they just need that like push of money to like get it to the next level then there's some people where it's like harebrained schemes right yeah and they're just like not into it and they're sort of the foil for i mean it's just for the sharks to just yeah to just to laugh about and then but you never know i mean some guy came in uh with some guy came in just the other garbage bag uh cover and damon wound up investing in it that's great and some of those things yeah i remember there was one that i watched where it was like a nose strip or something for like sleeping oh i have i actually have if if you go over to my sink there's a scrub daddy those little sponges that they sold i i bought one because this i mean i it suckered me into it that's also another crazy element of it you're essentially watching a commercial right like which is so fucking weird of these people are going on like a lot of times just like eh, maybe i'll just get on tv and and try to and and so 
I feel weirdly fooled into, oh, I'm just watching people like, uh, like I'm watching a commercial for these products that these people make. And it's, and sometimes they do, one of the sharks will be like, let me just take out my T-Mobile phone and take a picture of it real quick. They'll put these branded content things into the show. And it's just, I guess it's so um, open about what it is that it seems less disgusting right. to me yeah, than it's just not normal like advertising. Just working it in in those when yeah, I know what you mean. There's it's a like, lot of weird like capitalism concepts that come out in this show. Like it just it, there's the idea of like I'm gonna uh, you know I'm gonna make this business and I'm gonna make it grow. But then there's also this weird like I need your help. I need the uh, help of somebody with like connections. And actually, it, 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 I, I never thought about this until now. But when you did that prank. Uh, where you got the mil- the, the the million dollars? Yeah. I don't know if this is is segueing too much into like other territory, but it's kind of the same thing. Like, yeah, well, that's weird. Like, one thing that I've never really talked about on like uh, like on a microphone before, but it's like when I did that, I still get hundreds of emails in like some email that I don't check anymore asking for money from across the world. Like, there are literally emails from across the world. I'm like, I don't know what. It's a very. It's like a mind fuck. It's like what? That's crazy. The the idea of dependence is so bizarre. In all like, uh, and it's it's really embedded in TV of all those judge shows and all the like makeover and I'm gonna come in and you have this hero that's gonna come in and fix everything and and part of the show is begging um, for uh, people's help. And seeing whether they're going to take it or not, and oftentimes you get the cold face of money and business as the only way to get, like, yeah, maybe I can make some money off you. It's very strange. It's really weird. It is a very bizarre It's very funny. One. I mean, <laughs> it's it's a funny – It's on top of that, it's a very well, funny Well, Well, that's the other thing is, like, they are all personalities. Like, when I saw them live, they were – terrible at reading lines but they're good at being businessmen who just like say the right catchphrase and sort of just <laughs> yeah like, they're all clumps of uh, uh just a, a, a bunch of catchphrases yeah they, like i feel like you could have buttons of all these catchphrases and run this whole show right yeah yeah just a yeah. soundboard you could have Arnold a sound yeah you could soundboard. have a schwarzenegger soundboard that's like um i'm already in this space <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and just hit all those. It's not the tumor. It's not the tumor. Um, uh, put down the cookie now. Yeah. Get to the chopper. And of course, get to the chopper. <laughs> and America's favorite, get to the chopper. And now America's favorite, get to the chopper. You were just listening to Who Is Your Daddy <laughs> and What Does He Do? We'll be moving on to Get to the Chopper in just a moment. Um, well, I'm excited to watch this show. I haven't watched it in a while. And uh, we're going to watch, I don't know what episode. This we is, have. I think, the most recent episode uh, from the season. So I didn't go back and kind of pick a greatest hits. I'm just doing, we're both watching this anew. I have not seen we're this We're watching one it anew. It's a recent episode that we're getting on Hulu. So uh, why don't we. Let's fire it up. Why don't we check it out? Hi, Sharks. My name is R Dub. I'm the creator and host of Sunday Night slow jams I'm seeking $75,000 in exchange for 10% equity Sunday Night Slow Jams is a love songs and dedication show heard across America and around the world on over 60 radio stations we feature the ultimate mix of love songs from today and the classics from back in the day 
but most importantly, special coast-to-coast listener dedications that we call oral expressions. Oral oral expressions, okay. (laughs) Mark dedicates this next song to you, Lori. Here's Brian McKnight. There you go. Here's Brian McKnight. Lori's the queen of QVC. You can take her to the bank. But Mark's the fiercest shark in the tank. That's right. Brian isn't only one of the most requested artists on Sunday Night Slow Jams, but he's also a fan of the show himself. Sharks, listen, there's no greater feeling than love. And every Sunday night, people all over the world fall in love all over again because of the Sunday Night Slow Jams. It's the Sunday night slow jams, everybody, it's the Sunday night slow jams. It's true, Sunday night slow jams has amazing ratings in every city, but I need your help to grow the show and get it on in every market across America. Look, more radio stations mean more money. So sharks, tell me, who's ready to slow jam? It's the Sunday night slow jam. Help me sing it. It's the Sunday night slow jam. All right. We just uh, fed the feeding frenzy. We did. That was uh, that was a solid episode. What that was, was solid. That, that was um, that's week four. Is that season five? Week four. Season five. Week four. We just watched. So it originally aired October eleventh. October eleventh. Just twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. In case you're listening to this in twenty fifteen and you're catching up, go yep. back to ten eleven twenty thirteen. And just and also like figure out where you were at that time. You know yeah. what I mean? Before all the shit went down. With in Skynet. 2014, yeah. and Skynet. So if you're an Android, just uh, trying to figure out what the human experience is like, this is exactly this is a good. Uh, a good, you know, it was a pretty good because um, I hadn't seen that one before. It, it was, it kind of got most of the, the 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 basics of the show. Yeah, I mean, we saw a lot of different types of businesses, mm-hmm. um, and a, a pretty yeah. They they showed what they usually do. I felt like for the most part, we saw like I saw things that I had seen before and that were sort of uh, stereotypical type of uh, Shark Tank things. I liked at the beginning. I wrote down that because when they first introduced them, they showed their Twitter handle. Yeah, that's a new thing. The the Twitter the Twitter ads that I like that one of the guys it was Kevin O'Leary TV. Yeah, that sums up. A lot of the the, the the vanity, like, I got to be on TV. I'm on TV. It's Kevin O'Leary from TV. My Twitter's at Kevin O'Leary TV. There is another Kevin O'Leary, and I think his uh, Twitter is, he's just some, he's, you know, just some guy yeah, having fun on Twitter. It's like, I'm not Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank. He's just <laughs> so many, yeah, Most so many people t- follow him. tweets are anti-Shark <laughs> Tank. Um yeah, so it was a pretty good... The first guy was amazing. I think... I mean, there are a lot of favorites here. The first guy was the Slow Jams guy. Right. Uh, who he... So the first guy is is pitching the, uh, a syndicated radio show, um, and, and it's a Slow Jams R&B show, but he looks like a mortician. Yeah, he's super white, and he's the suits he, he's wearing is straight from, like, men's warehouse and, like, a black and <laughs> silver striped tie that it feels like... He has to wear the suit every day, so it's something that's just as plain as possible. And yeah. Like, <clears throat> yeah, it's got to work for a lot of things. Yeah, exactly. It he has- sits in a radio booth in a t-shirt all day long. He's like, "Well, got to bust out the one suit I got." 
Uh, yeah. So his basic deal, I think it's about syndicating a radio show that already exists. So it's pretty much, I feel like that's out of the ordinary for Shark Tank. Yeah. This, anytime, so he brings on Brian McKnight, and anytime they bring on anyone who's kind of famous onto the show, it's real weird. It's super weird because it makes you think, like, where are they at in their lives that they're willing to do this? And I assume that the guy who's trying to sell us, whose name was, he's a white guy named R Dub, by the way. <laughs> that was his name. R dub, and when they asked how he got Brian McKnight, McKnight involved, I assumed it was that he just paid him thousands of dollars. But it turns out that they were friends, which I don't think is probably the way that most people are friends. Yeah, that was very, very bizarre, and, and not really a business at all. Um, but I, you know, it got out some weird reactions from the sharks. And the class, and like I was saying before, like this fake canned sincerity of like, oh my God, thank you so much. Hey, thanks, Brian. I mean, I, I guess they are really thanking him. Like, almost too into it at the it's beginning. It's just super you know what I mean? cheesy. I mean, yeah. it's Brian McKnight singing a song called like, Sunday Slow Jams or something. Yeah, and he works Shark Tank into the he song. He works the word Shark Tanks into the song, and then he gets the sharks to sing with him. I mean,. Very popular thing to do on the show is you, whatever you have, you give to the sharks, you get them involved, and they kind of ham it up and you know put on a. a it's because you yeah. love seeing uh, Damon with a helmet on. Yeah, like it's just fun to see. Which we also see him with a helmet. Yeah, you see him in a helmet later on. You see him basically. Yeah, and, and that's another thing about reality programming is um, the recap element of it yes a majority of these shows is just recaps of what you just saw or what you're about to see right yeah that's most of what it is well the the minute leading up to a commercial and coming back from a commercial is always a recap and then with this they're just re-saying what the thing is over uh, and over again usually there's an introduction for a lot of these i think like maybe one or two an episode or I, it must be one an episode i've never really studied it but it they'll, they'll go to someone's actual home and see them in their element developing you know showing some of their lifestyle before they reveal the idea of like they so they have these surfers on the show and they're they're selling the surfboard but before you see it's it's like a, a, a skateboard that that imitates a surfboard on land called a ham board ham board because the guy's name is ham borg that's his last <laughs> name is ham borg like i was like why is it called a ham board and then his last name was ham borg that's so weird. He comes out and he's like, I'm Dan Hamburg of Hamboards. And then he's, he's <laughs> something I wouldn't do on stage because it's like, that's like a comedy move cliche. Yeah. It's of like, how you doing? I'm Dan Home Depot of Home Depot. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Ho Depot over here. <laughs> Mr. Depot is going to be so pissed off. He owns Home Depot. Yeah, and then his cousin's name, who's on the business side of the board, his last name was Sandusky, which is like, I feel bad for anybody with the last name Sandusky because they no longer can be thought of without yeah. Of and it's a fairly common it. name. Yep. Yeah, pretty that, common. It's done. Sorry, the sorry. character Sandusky in uh, National Treasure. <laughs> That's a character. Isn't Sandusky a place in Ohio? Yeah, sure. Isn't that from We're in Tommy Boy? That's where he's oh, from? Oh, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, there are a couple Sanduskies out there. 
We just pulled two pretty good references, by the way. <laughs> National Treasure, National Treasure, and, and Tommy, Tommy Boy. Boy. That's pretty yeah, good. That was, pr- that was great. Off of a Sandusky. That's pretty good. That's pretty uh, yeah. is there a like a seven? A uh, like uh, what is it? Seven? Uh, like ba- what was it? The Kevin Bacon game? Oh yeah, six degrees. Six of, degrees of Kevin Bacon. Six degrees. Six of Sandusky. degrees of Sandusky. <laughs> Oh, God. Two degrees of Sandusky. We just figured out two degrees of Sandusky. Um, oh, yeah, but this one, they brought, they showed um, this guy. Yeah, he invented, like, a surfboard-like skateboard. It's basically like a longboard, but bigger and looks like more like a surfboard. Yeah, it looks real stupid. I mean, you would make fun of... It seems like the, the thing some dork in your school would get yeah, to, if like, I think it's the- cool, and then you're like... Who is that? Who's that weirdo? It's one of those like uh, weird bikes, uh, any kind of weird like exercise outdoor thing. It just makes you too eccentric right away. It's like walking a cat. I saw somebody with on a recumbent bicycle yesterday. I was like, I I don't know. Like you immediately have to judge or those like finger shoes, you know? Yeah, same thing. Just like. Hey, yeah, think outside the box, remember, right? But if you do that, be an original stuff, person, but you're trying too hard, you're trying man. Way too hard. Yeah, like it's just it's like the Segway scooter, you know? Like, yeah, really? Are probably you, fun, but I, I mean, get it in some way, but not in the way that this should be something. I like seeing actually. somebody on a Segway that's like seems pissed off that people are like staring at them. Yeah, and like, Segways are old too. Like they've been uh, around for like 15 years. They've been around for 15 years. I don't think they ever really caught on. They were a huge joke on Arrested Development, and the guy who created them fell off a cliff riding a Segway yeah. and died. That's not good. That that pretty much ruined that full idea. Uh, but the so they show these these guys surfing and and then they they come in and you know of course the the sharks are way too into it. Um, they loved it. Well, some of them loved it. and the the be- my favorite part was the reactions of the kid. Yeah, because the, it was the editor did a great job getting this the surfer kid's face just all like, like what like because so many people went out and he's just uh, uh, <laughs> yeah the physical version of that noise. Mm-hmm. And um, and they were into it for a while. And I didn't even understand this. So this is supposed to be like bringing surfing everywhere. But then they're like, but okay, this – how are we going to get this across America? People in Dallas aren't going to want to do this. And he's like, all right, here's the game changer. And he goes behind like the display and he pulls out basically a big stick of some sort, like a big metal rod. And it's like, here we go. And he stands up and it's like – a, a paddle board, and I'm like, that makes it much worse. Yeah, makes it, now you got to carry around a board and a big ass stick. Yeah, they're like, well, now I can see people going to work with this. But do you see the element that, like, I, I, I find fascinating of just this this uh, rehearsed uh, yes. speech that they have to give? That's so strange to watch people give. So awkward. Uh, like <laughs> sharks. Uh, surfing is the and it's just this oddball experience to watch it's super weird well it's also in uh jumping ahead to a different product the uh screen um there's one business that it was uh fix mending yeah mending holes in screens screen windows or whatever they're called and the dad a dad comes on with two daughters who are like 12 and 15 and they are super cheery 
like a super rehearsed. It's obvious that like they've gone through this million times. Like, hi sharks, we were cleaning. We all have chores, and I was mending the the screen doors, which like no kid does. Yeah. Also, my mom made us do this. And the I jokes. Was, yeah, and I was le- yeah exactly. It's like, and I was cleaning the the wax off the table, which is the worst job. And I said to my and I said to Brain, which is what we call our dad. And like, everybody oh. laughs. So you get to see this. This window into people trying to write jokes into their pit, and this is going to be funny. And <laughs> and the 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 sharks placating that by being like, <laughs> and just kind of going along with it. It's almost like a window into another universe. Like it, it seems like I'm watching an alternate universe, or this is a show that that's on in some post-apocalypse. Yes, like, totally. Like, it's where, like the world in like Bill and Ted's where they go to the future. There's like a board of like people floating in the sky, being like you, you, uh, like, you know, like saying their piece. It's and I love that going to another guy, but it fits into what we're saying is the this guy created this uh, scan. Uh, technology called scan and it's an app that scans things and he my favorite part of that is like he's like i love this and and the product is obviously some sort of technology somewhat of a hit like it's already this thing yeah it's 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 already it's antiquated already right exactly and he says that he went into a meeting with google or something and he act he said he pitched to them and acted like he was on Shark Tank, and they immediately were like, "Leave, <laughs> leave the room." Like yeah. because yeah. the way they're talking on this show is not how I assume no. business yeah. works. It's like, all right, but this where's the wow this factor? Money. Yeah, <laughs> this amount of money for this amount of equity. And they were like, uh, "We're doing this wrong." Anyway, this kid told that story like that would, like, yeah, like as if it was impressive. Yeah. But they that did stroke their ego. That kid was very weird because he so this kid comes on and he's clearly like read Steve Jobs biography most likely. Well, he's um, only wearing sandals. He's only wearing sandals. He he's got a um a whole fake it's like he's wearing a costume. Yeah, he's of, got the hoodie sweatshirt. He's got a hoodie sweatshirt, but everything's too manicured. Like yes. he's got a fucking line drawn into his eyebrow. And he's got a line in his hair and it's just like perfectly manicured like perfectly manicured to look like he doesn't give a shit. Exactly. Even though he he gives a lot of a shit to like like that's not him being a slob. He's, yeah. <laughs> uh, like that hoodie cool was, customer. That's not like the hoodie that I wear. It was like this no. designer hoodie. You could tell and, that, and it like, was, it like, so you could see like the t-shirt underneath. Everything was very. It was just very planned. well done. Yeah. very well done. Kudos to you. Kudos to you, man. You planned a good outfit to get attention <laughs> <laughs> to look like a young. And he's saying like, like, let's be crazy. It's like that speech on YouTube that Steve Jobs gave. Yeah, that. he's like, yeah, he's like, I've been hearing from a lot of investors the bottom line, the bottom line, but the bottom line. But I'm young and foolish, and you got to be young and foolish again to remember what it's like to be young and foolish. And they're like, nah, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> think different, guys. Did anybody ever use that term, think different, or is that mine? Is that mine? I think I just came up with it. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. That's the new thing for Scan. And and then Mark Cuban went off on this thing about he's like, "All right, Scan business is over. It's all about censors." So I was like, "What?" Yeah, that was another thing where I was like, "Actually, if you do watch, he did invest in a censor business. I think either this season or last season. Like he like somebody where you, it was like a breath a breathalyzer uh, thing that you hook up to your iPhone. He's like, I'm all about censors right now. So this is the second time he's brought he up loves how much. And censors. it's another one of those things where I feel like I'm watching RoboCop or um, some <laughs> futurist, futuristic TV show." 
show where I was like, oh, this, I couldn't imagine being an alien and turning this on and being like, oh, this must be the, the governing body uh, <laughs> figuring things out for humanity. <laughs> right. <laughs> That'd be amazing if that's how the government worked. It was like, like this, in which it, it more or less does. There is something like medieval about it of like entering the room and being like, lords, I, I, my goats are eating. Please help me. That's <laughs> sort know, of like, like Game of Thrones. Yeah. Like the, the yeah, coming in and being like, they raped and pillaged my people. You must do something. I'll give you 5% equity. And you can <laughs> marry my youngest daughter. That's totally what it yeah, is. It is. I mean, it's very medieval. And there's, there was a, and so I was, while we were watching, I was about to ask like, how often do they show where these actually these businesses go? Yeah, they do like, updates. Uh, just as Craig asked me, they throw an update. Listen, listen to the timing, guys. I asked it, and literally they showed mission update or and whatever. I, I snapped my finger, pointed at the TV, and it's on there. I don't like know how magic. he did it, but he did it. And it was the one that they caught up with was called Mission Belts, which I didn't understand the technology at all. It, I guess it was like a belt that cinches and yeah. stays tight. Yeah. Which I, I don't know. I've only bought like three belts in my life and I use them for two years. So I, I, I remember the episode that guy was on. He was like a, a fast talker and it was kind of a belt for fat guys was the idea. And like, But it's also a belt for, I assume, spreading Christianity because it's called Mission Belt. And they give a they, like part of it's a charity too. Mission Belt in Provo, Utah, I think. And they spread like free, free, like uh, like I, food was it? Yeah, or something. It's like Tom's, but they send food. Yeah. Like how Tom's is like buy a pair, give a pair, but this also had the Christian. When, when they do updates, it becomes a full blown commercial for the product and for Shark Tank. And it's great when they. It's like you show they show the meetings, like the meetings with the sharks, and they're obviously so like. Did you, you can, ever watch infomercials? Yes, I feel like this show has this a similar appeal. Yes. Except it makes you feel slightly less disgusting than watching an infomercial. I was like a couple weeks, like a month ago, probably. Meryl and I, we bought um, a Nutribullet fairly recently. Meryl got it. <laughs> and then, and then we, like later on, like a month later, we saw the the um, infomercial and we watched it for like 25 minutes. Yeah, they're, 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 they're amazing. They're hypnotic. I mean, they're just, they're magic. I mean, they are like, like there, there, there's something like there's something like evil and sorcery about and it, of like some- capturing your attention and sucking you into this weird world where you know everybody is fake. Of like, yeah, this is a great product. And you don't care about the product at yeah. all. You're not interested at all. And and there's something very old school about it, like uh, like hucksters, you know, like people yeah. going door yeah. to door. Like I read. Um, I had this the my peeler, bath- the peeler guy in, oh, yeah. in, in uh, Union Square. Did you ever watch him? No. There used to be this guy. He died recently. He was this English guy who would sell um, like potato peelers. He had this, and he'd just peel them really fast, and he'd gather these crowds around him, just watching them peel vegetables, and he'd sell them like crazy every time. I I read this profile on Ron Popeil, who is the set it and forget it guy. I think oh, it was, I know Popeil. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, the profile pasta maker, the spray on hair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and they said he went on QVC overnight, like started at eight p.m. or something, and went eight a.m. You know, like this overnight thing. And he made million. He sold like it was crazy. It was just super impressive that these are these like they're they just have this certain thing that like you're drawn to it. Yeah. You don't care about it. It's cheap enough that it's like. Uh, we sort of need this, maybe. You know, like, why not just do it? I remember a guy, a door-to-door salesman came to uh, my house once as a kid. 
he was this uh he was this guy he did this like kind of like hip-hop song and dance oh um, my God. like selling cleaning product oh my he had God. this whole song down it was probably the shittiest product um and, and he like you know put a little dirt on like a piece on like a, a piece of cloth and then sprayed right. it on and he had this whole song and dance all figured out to it and i remember my dad buying one and like my only my dad and i were home and him being kind of like don't tell anybody i actually bought this <laughs> like being weirdly embarrassed but it's like i'm more paid for that entertainment of, right. of watching that sales pitch <laughs> there is something like there is a similar feeling of the show that you get watching uh one of those infomercials yeah i feel uh, like it's that same like like why like and especially the updates so the updates become full-on commercial and and so what craig's (laughs) talking about is they try to show you a clip of them doing business and that's when like when you realize how bad an actor a bad like like, how's it going bro yeah everything's going great at mission headquarters things are just getting better and better here every day something like so awkward. That What's going on with the business? The business is doing great. And then they're like, oh, he comes in the room. He's like, we just sold our 50,000th belt. And then it cuts to like a totally different shot. That was obviously like two minutes later and they're all clapping like in the Woo! office. Yeah, yeah. It's the one day and everybody smiling pumped, yeah. and looking just off camera. And then they're, and then everybody thanks Shark Tank like it's um, uh, their savior. And so it becomes also this weird ad for Shark Tank. It's it, it's like um, they feel kind of like the variety commercials or something yes you know yeah like come with us <laughs> yeah. believe this is a good before thing. i signed up for devry i had nothing going on i uh you just reminded me that i we once had a cutco person in our house because i i could be wrong but i think it was when my brother was gonna go off to co- like looking at colleges and i think my mom found out that this kid that went to a certain college that my brother might be looking at was selling cut knives. So like he came over or whatever. Right. Like, so it was a scam to was, try to get info on the college. Yeah. Or so, something yeah, like that. Yeah, just yeah. to be like, Oh, let's see. This is right. a college kid. Let's see what, you know, like maybe Michael will be interested or something. But he like, yeah, I remember him like cutting a rope and cutting a coin and like doing all this stuff. And like we bought like a scissor off of him or something like that. But then in college, one of my friends who I, I like the year before I met him and friends, he had gotten into Cutco and it be, it's a total period pyramid scheme. And he like ended up losing a bunch of money. Like he somehow opened an office where he's selling Cutco knives or something. And it was just like, just went real sour really quick because that's like, yes, that, that you have to get like five guys under you selling Cutco. Knives. Exactly. It's like this whole, it's just this thing where you just, you, you have to sell the product and then you have to like get somebody else selling the product and then you get a certain percentage by letting him you know like this whole yeah the the show you really get that um both there's because there's the weird disgusting part of it and then there's the weird part where you get into it and you're like oh that's a good deal or you got it because when multiple sharks offer you a deal you got to say oh well you got to take that deal that's the better deal yes or mr wonderful is always trying to get royalties on everybody's when he's cutting a deal um and you kind of get into it dude you you get into it i wrote down that you you said under your breath at one point i think it was for i forget i wrote down which one but you under your breath you said uh Oh, this was for the um, the scan thing you said. You said, "Now we're gonna have a feeding frenzy." <laughs> you said, yeah. "Under your breath, say, now we're gonna have I a feeding frenzy." I think I say that like, and the show fools you like most reality shows do, where they'll they'll like wait to reveal some important because yes. everyone will be very interested. And that kid, that guy had a good pitch. He had a good pitch, and, and the, the shark seemed into it. And he was super on the level. Like he, yeah. whenever they raised a concern, he was like, "All right, but listen." 
look what I've got. And he like when he talked about the numbers of people download, I was like, uh oh, they're going to go for this. But then, you know, turned out to be a bust. Everybody passed. Yeah. And they they do that with everyone. They build the drama like nobody's interested. The guy almost cried. The dad that uh, see. And that's another staple of the show. So they'll save the one with any emotional impact for the end. And that's when the show gets real fucking weird. That's because now it's a mix between like, um, one of those like home improvement shows where uh, like uh, extreme home makeover yes, or something yeah, like yeah. that, where it, now there are these these guardian angels coming in to to create miracles, uh, and so there's and that's when it gets real weird to me, and that's when I really appreciate Mister Wonderful saying like, "Hey, this is business. This is a yeah, charity." He, said, he literally said, "He's like, listen, you profoundly touched me with your story." But I've never made a business decision based on feelings. And a lot of people do. Like a lot of times, it, it, there's one episode where a guy won't t- take his manufacturing to China, and he starts crying because he's like probably this horrible, like you know, conservative American guy. But I'll give him, uh, you know, he has pride in in you know not supporting these most likely sweatshops right. where they're paying nothing. Uh, and Robert starts crying because he talks about his dad being an immigrant and uh, working as like a janitor or something. And so every once in a while you get these big emotional outbursts. Yeah. It's yeah. very, well, very in, strange. In this one, Mark Cuban, he was like, and, and the other thing is they were asking for $30,000. Like they've already given away like $300,000 in another part of the episode. And this one's like $30,000, which is like to Mark Cuban, $0. And he's like, listen, when I was a kid, I bought a stamp for 25 cents. <laughs> I turned around and I sold it for $50. Like, first of all, that's not inspiring. That's also like you're. A- I ripped, I ripped some guy off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that was the beginning of and a lifelong business. And then he glazed over this party. He's like, my dad would take me to stamp collection shows. He didn't know what was happening. Then one day this guy gave me a thousand dollars. That he didn't. That yeah. just sounded really creepy. Like what? He was with his. My dad, dad introduced me to a guy who gave me a lot of money. <laughs> I had to do some weird things for him. But I made my first thousand dollars. There's the the whole culture of, um, you know, I love like Glenn Gary Glenn Ross, yes, right? Yes. Great movie. Trying to highlight the the like ills of um, sales culture, but it's also created a bunch of douchebags who you know quote the movie or. Um, uh, Wall Street is another like yes. fits in there as well of you know people like imitating Gordon Gecko, um, like not imitating but but aspiring to be that and not which thinking, is in both cases of both of those movies that's a totally against the the, the point of, of the, the movie. movie. Yes, <laughs> the meaning, the point of the movie is completely going against it, and I feel like this is a show kind of. Uh, made for those people in a way, in a weird right. way. like where, where, but you can almost do the reverse where you can appreciate like, Oh wow. What a bunch of terrible people. <laughs> and you can also get like, like I do truly get into it. And yeah. Like it I mean, makes, it's it makes interesting. Me pretend to be some bloodthirsty, uh, corporate raider for a couple of minutes. Exactly. Yeah. And it's interesting to see like that people, these ideas that people have just like, this is what they're putting their life into right now. Or like, this is like my family. Like I, I my daughters are in the kitchen with me making these weird screen door things. This is like our life right now. Yeah, it's very strange. It's very strange to hear everybody like I I, I just can't imagine. You know what? Family, let's all get in the kitchen and start gluing together these boxes. I mean, there is that weird part of it. Well, think about this too. There are probably 
hundreds and hundreds of people that have asked to be on the show that were not on the show, they should do like a B league version of this. You know what I mean? Like, like with all the ones that couldn't even make it on shark tank. And I bet it would be a million times sadder than what we just watched. Uh, well there was the show, um, with it was with the inventors. Oh yeah, America's Next Top Inventors. Yeah, and that that. kind of was that. And that one was sad. uh, Bullet Ball was that what it was called? Remind me. That sounds familiar. Oh man, (laughs) like I can't. I don't even want to think about it because it's so sad. It's a guy. It's a guy that. um, And I, I, I I can't pull all the. If if you know what I'm talking about, you're probably already cringing because the guy who comes on the show and he wants to. He's like, I've created a new sport, uh, bullet ball. It's going to be the next Olympic sport. And it's just a little foam like Nerf ball that you put on a table and you slap it back and forth oh, and it's no. a terrible. And they're like, what have you done for this? It's like, sold my house, oh. got a divorce, I'm living in my car. And everybody just kind of has to tell them this terrible idea you've wasted your life. And it's brutal. It's, it's, it's so tough to watch. I think that's sh- what the show would be. Like, it, I... I like I would hope that show would be funny, but I think it would just be too sad to watch. Oh, that sounds so sad. I I I'm glad though that the story didn't end with. I thought you were gonna say, it, and then later, like two weeks later, he blew his brain. He blew his brain out. <laughs> like, because I mean that is earth shattering. Imagine yeah. that. Like, get a divorce, sell your house, and it's for. Man, I have to watch that bullet ball clip now. That sounds so enticing and sad. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, I, I don't know if there's been a Shark Tank suicide yet. I mean, they've definitely had some good weirdos on there. Every once in a while, they throw a good, a, like a good, like total whack job on there. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure they have to, and of course, they're not going to do the follow ups on the failed ones too. Like, have they ever showed a follow up? They with- show some follow ups on people that haven't have gotten passed over and not made deals, but they still kind of frame it up in a way like things are better now that I've been on Shark right, Tank. Shark My life is better. Me. Yeah, Shark Tank has helped me. But I bet they've never done like something that they've invested in it's just not picked up i got (laughs) sued after shark tank it turns out uh the patent wasn't right and uh damon just sort of dropped out of the whole thing (laughs) he wouldn't answer the skype calls and i'm uh living in my car and uh, this is my suicide letter that does make I, i they always bring up in those updates how easy the person is to get in touch with yeah which right. makes me think they're really hard to get in touch with because it seems like they're overcompensating it's it's like one of those things yeah, where it's I, like, mean, also- I love my wife i would never cheat on my wife i love her so much <laughs> <laughs> like why are you bringing it up all the time yeah, man i don't out, check dude. out any other women all right chill out even when I jerk off, it's just to thinking about my wife. But I don't need to jerk off because we're in such a great relationship. But if I did, it would be to that. <laughs> we it's get like, it, yeah. dude. All it's right. Like, no, Damon's really easy to get in touch with. I swear to fucking God. Yeah, I mean, also, like, I know no, I know zero about business. I assume you know zero about business. But, like, if they're doing – putting Correct. money into – oh, good. That's all I wanted to know is if I was right about that. Um, but, like – how much can they really be involved? Like if they're investing in all these things all the time, like they they must have like 40, 15 minute like phone calls a day that are just with different things that they hardly know what's really going on with. You know what I mean? Like they must have had, I don't, I don't know how that world works. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, is it once you get to a certain point of having money, it's just, um, 
like money money makes money yeah exactly and, and and it's like hey i'm a guy with a bunch of money uh pick up the phone when i call you and then they do and then hey can you sell this product that i invested in and then maybe they do exactly yeah well and that woman she's the the one who bought um the screen, the screen door, door thing is like spoiler oh shit sorry guys um fuck i'll put a i'll go back and put a spoiler yeah we gotta put spoiler tags i guess we're kind of you know hopefully you listen to it before we started talking about it yeah i'm sure you watched watched the episode yeah um but hashtag spoiler on that um but yeah her whole thing is she always invests on like what on the home depot type or the like bed bath beyond thing and uh and she sort of sticks into that arena um, which is like shows like I understand that though like it seems like at least she, uh, she doesn't like go further than she can with like she's not like you were saying her and Damon probably aren't they probably huge they, don't, millionaires. Yeah, they don't have as much money as the other people and that kind of bothers me when they come up with some excuse right. to get out when they should just say hey I have no clue what you're talking about there's absolutely nothing I can do with you I don't even have enough money to really invest to make any profit yeah. in this so they're, they're, that, that kind of never comes up um, have you ever thought that you had a, a good business idea that you're like, this could be an actual thing? No, uh, <laughs> I don't think so. I think every, I, 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 I don't think my brain works like that. And that's part of the fascination with, I tried to show this, um, show. I, I was dating a girl and I tried to like, I was like, oh, you should watch this show. It's kind of fun to watch. Uh, and I turned it on and she paused it and just told me her business idea and then, like somebody stole it from me. And like she kind of had no interest in watching the show. And I was Whoa. Like, like, all right. Um, she's like, yeah, I got screwed over. Like uh, two two people stole my And she showed me the video and it was like, yeah, that's the same. Wait, so did, wait, did they legitimately steal it or she just like. I think it's just, ether. yeah, it's it's in the zeitgeist and, and someone had the and same idea. Did it first. Yeah, someone did it for like she she dropped the ball. Um, but yeah, it was very it, it, like I, it was one of those things where I got scooped. I felt I've like. had I've had two ideas. I'll pitch them to you okay. as the um, you're the shark. Okay, I'll be a shark. You'll be. Um, do you want any intro? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Because okay, you got to give like a teaser uh, for your idea. All right. I'm the guy. What was the name of that ball thing? Uh, the, uh, bullet ball. Bullet ball. I'm the okay. guy who invented okay. bullet ball. The creator um, of the bullet ball with a new idea. And usually it's something like um, some like a new way to meet people. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. A new way for singles to connect. All right. Here are my ideas. I've, the bullet ball was a failure. This is one of my ideas. Now, it's a small business. We already are local. We've already done the local business and it's doing well. This is – we started off as a restaurant. Okay. But on the side, when we served our drinks – we wouldn't have ice cubes. We'd have nice cubes. So we would make. Let's say. We, <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. I'm, I see I'm, that. I'm an over enthusiastic shark right now. I'm, I, I'm like I too into the idea. Some of the sharks are already interested. <laughs> nice cubes. Nice cubes. So let's say. Uh, hey, Mark Cuban. What do you do? You drink. Uh, what what soda do you drink? I drink Diet Coke. You like lemon in your Diet Coke? Uh, sure. <laughs> I'm sure you do, but I'm sure you hate when your ice cubes water down the Diet Coke because you're, you're on an important business call <laughs> while you're drinking the Coke, and, and, and then when you get back to it, it's all watered down. That's true. It does happen. All right. A lemon ice cube. You put that in there 
freezes. It's, it keeps it cold, and it just gets tastier with that lemon flavor that you love. Well, now do you, so is this lemon water that you put into an ice cube tray and then freeze it and then put it in my Diet Coke? Maybe. See, this doesn't sound like a business. Okay. Like, what are your sales? All right. What are your sales? Okay. So in the first three months, mm-hmm. I made $12 the first month, $44 the second month and $80. But the price I, I'm only, it cost me two cents a, a cube. Okay, well, listen, I like you, and I think you're great, and that was a good pitch, but I'm already in the Ice Cube space, and I am taking a killing in the space, and it would be a conflict of interest in me, so I'm out. All right, but what if I told you this? Okay, I'm back in. Here's Brian McKnight, (laughs) and he's going to sing a song about Ice Cubes. Nice Cubes, Nice Cubes. All right. Now I want to pitch. Now I'm going to pitch an idea. All right. So you be a shark. Okay. I'm okay. a shark. All right. Uh, uh, what's your, what's your my, background? My, um, uh, uh, how about a um, a pharmacist from Illinois? All right. We've got a pharmacist from Illinois who's going to show the sharks a little something about how they can change their lives for the better. Hi, sharks. My name is Ryan Peterson, and I'm here. With the double billfold. <laughs> well, that's great, Ryan. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your uh, product? Do you have a wallet with too many things in it? Whoops. Now I take out my wallet and I drop it. And I, I, I pretend to do a pratfall <laughs> with dropping my wallet. <laughs> he, he, <laughs> very good. That happens to me all the time. Now with double billfold. Ryan, are you all right? <laughs> Yeah, that that was it. Okay, so let I'm me just, asking for fourteen million dollars. Okay, Ryan. Well, I'm just gonna say this. You just I'm said, asking for fourteen you just million said, dollars. You just said now for, with uh huh. You, you just said uh huh. Now with the double billfold uh huh, and that's the be, the beginning of a sentence. Uh huh. But you didn't finish. Thank that you, sentence. Damon. Thank you, Damon. I am willing to compromise. No, I'm not saying I haven't mentioned. Can one. I offer a counter offer? Um. You can thirteen million. What's that? Thirteen million. So, for thirty percent of the company. All right. Here's the deal. I like you. You've got a story. Right. I know that you were you were almost killed in a car accident that took away partial part of your brain. Uh, yeah, I. I know. I was. Uh, I was driving one night. I was driving one night with my dog. And he saw a squirrel and ran out of the car. And I pulled over. And that's when I got hit by a snowplow. And I lost part of my forehead. And luckily, a team of doctors put it back on. And my wife and I have been killed by Bill's paying for that right. reattachment. Listen, Ryan, I, I like and, your story. Mm-hmm. I love your story. Uh-huh. It's cool and it's uh-huh. hip. Uh-huh. And here's what I'm going to do. Thank you, Lori. I'm not, this isn't a space, this isn't a space that I'm Thank doing. you, Lori. <laughs> I'm Damon. I'm not Lori. I'm sorry, Damon. I think I'm going to accept Lori's no, offer. Now, now, Lori hasn't said anything. You've right, only, can I counter offer? You've been standing two feet away from me this entire time looking just at me. You're can not I make talking. a phone call? Can I step outside and think it over? No. I'd like to yet. call my mentor. Who's your mentor? My friend. 
I'm even was scared to ask. My friend, he's bought. He's the only guy who's bought one. All right. So listen. So you've made no money. You have zero sales. Mm-hmm. You're knee deep in debt. Is that right? That's right. Okay. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you $100 right now. Okay. Just to get a meal, a warm meal. Okay. And I'm going to give uh-huh. you the name of a good social services person uh-huh. that can help you out because you look like you're in a bad space right now. Okay. Uh, any other offers? And I'd like 50% stake in your company. Let's do this. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. Uh, another successful shark, shark tank story. Another successful shark tank improv by Ben Rogers and Craig Rowan. Uh, you see, that is part. I mean, you can endlessly pitch ideas in the style of, of shark tank too. It, that's your, that's it's, it's, there's something so great about it. I mean, the thing is they are all amazing, interesting characters like, and you can learn so much from them in just such a short amount of time. Whether it's useful or not, like I think they there is something some of some shows like this where they try to act like you're getting usable information, like where they're trying to teach you something, right, 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 and like fools you into think like I'm not totally wasting my life. I'm not a total dumbass. Yeah, I'm not a total like piece of shit watching TV. Like, yeah, I'm no business now. I'm a business guy. Now I'm going to invest money in my own thing and go bankrupt. I know a thing or two. Wait, so what was the thing that you bought off of this show? A scrubber? It's like a sponge. It's, it's, I I think a a deal Lori made where it's now it's a, if you go to Bed Bath and Beyond and like buy sheets or something, like when you check out, um, <laughs> I like how I gave you something to buy at Bed Bath. If you go there, you know, buy sheets. Stuff oh, got great. It. Okay. Okay. So if you I'm know, in there, if, you, if you're in there great. just buying sheets, um, you, when you're checking out, it's one of those impulse buys at the, and was uh, it a good purchase? Yeah. You like yeah, it? it was, you know, it's a sponge. It's a very basic thing. I think it's towards the end of it, its life. And what's special about it? That makes it different than a regular. Very little. I mean, it's it's. I guess it. Um, you can kind of scrub things with it for a little while, and then it softens and becomes more of a normal sponge, and it has a happy face on it. I'm interested. I'm very interested in this product. Um, if you had to come up with a drinking game for the Shark Tank TV show, what would be the appropriate game? Okay. Um... I think it's uh, there, there's a few catchphrases. I think maybe every time Kevin O'Leary asks for a royalty, maybe you drink. Okay. Um, I mean, the easiest way is like as soon as somebody goes out, maybe that's a drink. Right. That's if you want to get real drunk. Doesn't Damon? He mentions a lot that he works in garments, and he mentions Fubu a lot, right? Yeah. He knows. He knows market. He, he's a, he knows marketing and branding. Right. Like um, uh, uh, when Q, when Lori brings up patents. Right. Um, um, any question about sales? Right. Numbers, um, the word numbers. Uh, no, actually, I don't think it's... it's, it's say- the, one of the first questions that's asked is, um, like, usually it's, it's, it's Mr. Wonderful will say, like, you know... Uh, I, I like the story, but what are your sales? You and I liked when that happened in this episode. You went, "Yep," like, like you were like, "Exactly." That's exactly what because you, you get a big, you get you get some big tall tale. Then when it comes down to the numbers, when it, when we're talking brass tacks, uh, it's always you know we've been around for three years. Our last year we've made three thousand dollars, and usually there's a sound effect and a quick like, punch in on yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Everybody's like, whoa, that's nothing. You fucking moron. Yeah. Uh, what God. would you drink while doing the, the uh, drinking game? Uh, Goldschlager. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's real chunks of gold because it's all about money, baby. Yeah, baby. I remember bling, bling. people getting that in college like yeah. once or twice. And like, this is drink, a class you should. I used to drink that in high school. What does like, it taste like? Is it, is it's it like schnapps. It's I like think. A, yeah, it's like a... It's like a I think it's cinnamony, actually. I think it's like a cinnamony syrup with gold flakes in it. Ugh, sounds gross. Yeah, it was it was gross. That and rumplements. What's rumplements? <laughs> rumplements is like an equally disgusting uh, liqueur. Uh, I think it was like it's like a dessert drink. You're not supposed to drink that much of, but it's like peppermint. Ugh. I remember kids in like high school used to do a lot of shots of rumplements. Oh, that sounds like disgusting. Before a dance or something. I just like the idea of gold flakes floating in a liqueur. That's just like such a like, like a, a fucking dumb. Yeah. yeah, there's you're drinking gold. You're worthwhile. I you know, actually I'm sorry that Barbara Corcoran wasn't in this show because she's my favorite. Oh yeah, I, think. I do remember there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, usually it's uh, now they actually have her and Lori on together to kind of they can get, finally let two women yeah, like, on screen because they they're so volatile. For, usually they would switch out the ladies, um, and now I think they like having like because they hate each other, um, oh. and now they're always kind of going at each other. They like the is, drama. Yeah, they like that drama. But she's great. I think she's my favorite. Remember, remind me what her background is she uh corcoran group oh right she's she's a real estate estate, uh magnate um she uh but she's great because she's always she likes attractive people a lot so like whenever like a group of like not even like that good looking of people like come in she'll be like you guys gotta put your face on that box you guys are good looking or it's the same thing with women. It's like, I mean, you look great. You gotta, uh, you gotta get out there. And uh, but she, I, I, I was watching an episode. I think it was the one before this where it was these these guys. They had a backpack that had a seat for your kid. It was like for dad sick of holding your kid. So you get this backpack with a right. seat. And whoever edited this episode did a great job because she always has the most oddball ways to go out because it'll be like. Um, uh, you know, you'll give some product that is like, um, these are shoes that are really comfortable. And her, 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 the reason she'll be out is always the most like, I just don't think these shoes are comfortable. <laughs> like, it'll be the opposite of whatever you said it was going to be like, this just tastes bad. It's just not good. Yeah. Um, but she said her reason to go out was this looks like every other big black thing that you strap on that's on the shelves. <laughs> it was just such a great uh dildo reference great dildo. yeah <laughs> i mean you're not gonna see a dildo reference that often on tv let alone by a real estate magnate mm-hmm. um i in the last episode i did i threw down some hashtags based on the show let's just just let's just list off uh, uh like what would be a good hashtag for the episode for this episode yeah um uh I don't know what we we got like just Shark Tank in, in general or this. Let's do this episode. One. I'd say I'd say like I would hash- say um, hashtag tag slow jams. <laughs> I say hashtag. I'd say hashtag dad named brain. <laughs> yeah, dad. <laughs> the daughters called their dad brain, brain, or at least that's what they wrote before they went on. So hashtag dad named brain. Um. Uh. Hashtag 
uh, surfer fireman. <laughs> yeah, because the dad the, was... um, the dad. This was like one of those oddball characters. Maybe it's because I'm from the East Coast that that I never think of. But this guy's a fireman, and then when you hear him talk, he's like, "Yeah," because all his kids are surfers, and he's just like, "Oh, well, this is." Uh, I can't imagine this working with that son. guy. My yeah. five little sons were like, "I need to learn <laughs> surfing." Yeah. Could you imagine that guy rescuing you from <laughs> from a burning building? Like, we're going to get you out of here, little dude. Don't worry, bro. We're coming right up. There's still a cat in there. All right. It's a four-line fire, guys. We got to rush. Anyway, he's great. We love our our firefighting heroes. Heroes. Hashtag hero. Hashtag hero. Hashtag hero. And I think uh, maybe we should leave it on that. Yeah, that's a good one to go out on. Um, Because that's what it's all about, right? Saving lives. All right, thank you, uh, Ben, my hashtag hey, Thanks hero. for coming over. Thank you for having me. And uh, anything you want to uh, plug or say to the, the viewing audience, listening audience? Uh, no, no, thanks for listening. Great. Hero. You're the real heroes listening to this right now in 2015, fighting that war with those robots. Yeah, Skynet's probably listening to this, trying to get some data. Keep the fight alive. Yeah, keep that research. Come on, John Connor. Older John Connor, let's get this, let's let's rally the troops. Yeah, throw on some Public Enemy and reminisce. Yeah, throw on some uh, Use Your Illusion Two uh, album by Guns N' Roses and just do it. Hashtag do it. I'd like to thank my guest Ben Rogers for uh, having me over. We watched some Shark Tank. We had a good time. We learned about a little bit of business. Uh, and what it takes to run a business, make a business, pitch a business. Uh, if you're a fan of the podcast, yeah, review on iTunes, uh, friend on Facebook, uh, uh, on the Facebook page, uh, follow on Twitter at Craig Rowan and, um, just, uh, try to break one of those bad habits you have. You, 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 you bite your nails, uh, you, uh, maybe you, uh, pick your nose. Uh, maybe you, um, just have a little, uh, a little tick or a word that you say, maybe you say like a lot or you, or you, uh, always say the word awesome or something. Stop that. If you're a fan of the show. All right. Thanks for listening. Have a great night and an early manana. Adios. Amigos.